Have you ever thought there has to be more to it? More to discovering our world, its opportunities, and its cultural diversity? Well, we have. Together, my friends and I, we want to invite you on a journey without moving one finger. All we ask is just open your mind, that's all. So get ready because your world is about to change. Literally. This is Multiculti Podcast with me, Karolina Kozieracki. Hi everyone! Today I am with Kiret, who is a very lively and energetic person, so I'm looking forward to discovering her story. Hi Kiret, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good as well. So let's start from the very beginning. Where are you from? What are your roots? What's your story? Okay, so I obviously did grow up in Canada. And so I grew up in Canada around a lot of people that were very different from me cultural-wise because my roots and my heritage do come from Punjab, actually, which is a state in India. So I do characterize myself as Punjabi. And growing up in the society we live in now, especially in Windsor, when I was younger, there weren't a lot of Punjabis around me, considering the fact that, you know, we weren't as modernized back then. Back then. But um, it definitely wasn't as, like, modernized to embrace your culture growing up because it was very common for people to children to obviously to be afraid of what they haven't heard of yet and to be afraid of what's different and obviously in a Canadian society being someone who's Indian is considered different so it definitely did take up a lot of my time thinking about who I was and how I'm going to reconnect with my roots because personally I feel like when you are the first generation in another country and you definitely have that communication gap with you and your parents cultural wise because they grew up in a whole different society than you so I feel like for myself it's very important to be connected because a lot of the time people will lose their culture and lose that part of their identity when immigrating or like when growing up in a different society. So to sum up your question, <laughs> um, I am Canadian. I did grow up in Canada, but my roots originate from Punjab. All right. It seems very brave of you to, to have grown up in a completely different country with many different people. So how did that make you feel? Do you remember? Um, so growing up, I was fortunate enough to have my grandparents around me. And considering the fact that my parents were obviously still in their state of immigration when they had me, they, we, you know, we lived in an apartment and it took them a while to actually get to where we are now. And they worked very hard for that. So I'm privileged in the sense that I was lucky enough to have my parents by my side, my grandparents by my side. And a good part of that was them actually allowing me to be reconnected with my roots because they weren't too busy with work or too busy with university and studies to the point where they couldn't teach me my own mother tongue for example so I did grow up knowing Punjabi I did grow up knowing and celebrating a lot of the Indian holidays that aren't as normal here like quote-unquote normal so I was lucky in the sense that it wasn't as hard for me to stay connected with my roots inside of my house but where I did feel and experience the challenge was in school Because as a child, obviously school is a very large part of your life. 
because that's like the first instance where you actually step out of your environment the environment you've been in for like four years right and for me it was hard because you're not going to be accepted by other kids growing up especially ages from like 10 to even like 14 that's when people and kids teenagers are actually finding themselves and that's when I realized that it's not very accepted to be so open and embrace your actual culture and around then honestly I feel like the biggest factor that allowed me to be very open about who I am now is the fact that in social media I feel like uh, the positive aspect of social media is that you can reconnect with your culture and I was had the ability to reconnect with other people that had so much in common with me and I got very reconnected with it almost and I enjoyed it a lot having to know people with the same life as me and after that um, obviously I started dancing because I do dance I do up and jumpy dance two of them actually and that on top of you know even music or even Bollywood shows all of that did allow me to actually find out that part of my identity and have to like stem away from having that you know uncultured society and trying to fit into like the societal norm so you cultivate some of those traditions here still right like for example for your traditional dance or music what mm -hmm. else do you have like family celebrations that are still happening now in Canada even though you're on a different continent um yeah actually and I'm I'm not ashamed to bring this up even though it is you know very well known that Indians do tend to have large weddings but honestly that's definitely my favorite part of a, like being allowed to be so close with the culture around me my favorite traditions definitely do stem from weddings because considering the fact that our weddings are not two days they aren't two events it's not you know you go to the temple or the church you get married and then have a reception there's many events leading up to up to the actual wedding and so the traditions to lead up to a wedding are honestly not only special in like the people who are actually getting married the people who are close to the family it's not only special to them but it's very inclusive of everyone else as well and so it does begin almost it differs for everybody but my favorite part is definitely the bangle ceremony which is a party before the wedding as one of the parties before the wedding actually where everyone brings in bangles for the bride what are those the bangles so bangles are a traditional bracelet and they don't only originate in our culture, they come from many other cultures as well, but it's a large aspect of Indian attire because they mm -hmm. are not only one bracelet, but it's going to be like seven or eight of the same thin colored bracelets on both hands. And a special thing that actually is signified from those bangles is that when you might see someone in public, considering the fact that our society is very diverse, you might see someone, a young woman in public with these big red bangles, like all the way up to her elbows. And that signifies that she just got married because mm -hmm. after getting married, you wear those bangles for three months, around three months. It's obviously different for every person, but that's another tradition I actually do love. 
But as I was saying, there are many events leading up to the wedding. And that's definitely my favorite aspect of having to celebrate. Because honestly, who doesn't love dancing all night? And who doesn't love having those new people to meet every single time one of your close relatives or even far relatives get married? So, yeah. That's lovely. And while we're on the topic of marriages, I'm really curious about... uh... The concept of arranged marriages because I heard a little bit about it and I'm curious whether it's still a thing and how does it work nowadays okay yeah um arranged marriages definitely are a tricky topic because they're different for many cultures and a lot of the time what people think of arranged marriages when they first hear the word arranged marriage is something that shouldn't you know necessarily be the norm in some countries such as India and really From olden times, common to have a forced marriage, especially child marriage in India, which is a large problem right now as well. But nowadays, it's very much like a matchmaking process. And it has a lot to do with if you actually like the person. It used to be, arranged marriages did stem from the fact that you had to marry into money and you had to marry into riches in order to have a successful life. That was the idea of it. But now, a lot of the process originates from having, you know, either a childhood friend and both of your families meeting up, the, you know, parents having their time, you and whoever, like, their son is or daughter is having your own time. And you're given a certain amount of time, as much time as you want to actually get to know this person. But the arranged marriage is arranged because of the fact that people set you up, almost like today's concept of a ship like shipping a relationship it's almost like that except there's a lot of family involved so it's basically an experience that you get to meet a new person and honestly usually most of the time I hope the person is allowed to have that choice if they don't like the individual who they were given to almost like get to know get to marry if they don't like them they can easily call off the marriage. They can easily find someone new and get set up with someone new. But a really positive aspect of that is that you actually get to find love in a safe place, considering the fact that you know the family and the family knows you. And even now with like modernization and like many of us from abroad immigrating to the West, love marriages are very popular now as well. So honestly, it's really up to the actual bride and groom on what they want to do. I also heard that they base it like on horoscopes and mm-hmm. and like palm re- reading and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So in Hinduism, spirituality is a lot of today's modern spirituality does originate from like Hindu aspects and Hindu ideas and what is really well known in India is to actually be so interested in astrology and astrophysics because we not that's in a generalization of course but the average person will actually take that into consideration for myself my parents think it's a hoax and when they got married they didn't care about how compatible their signs were or how the stars aligned for them but 
I think it's a very interesting topic when considering the people you meet and not only the connections you make, but the actual person you are. Because from the outside, looking at it, like, how can stars mean anything to a character and, like, a personality? But from far, I mean, it does make sense sometimes. And it's very interesting. So they definitely do use astrology as a large concept in finding who they are like finding a person for you, you know, but it obviously differs on whoever's the one getting married. Sounds like a very interesting way to, to match make people. I absolutely adore it. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to also go back when you, when you told us about your high school experience or like more of like the beginning of school and you had to encounter all those different people. And maybe there were some, mm, some unpleasant situations is there anything that's like problematic still for you being indian in canada okay so i earlier i brought up a positive aspect of social media but nowadays especially social in social media since it allows us to be connected to so many people you also see the way that the world perceives you and for me growing up with this access to technology and this access to other people around me it really brought me into realizing how normalized it was to devalue indians as a whole or even like devalue punjabis anyone from the south asian origin honestly and i still do see it nowadays because there is a lot of racism towards indians not only for their appearance but for the way we might act or the food we might make And a lot of the times you'll hear like people on social media talk about how Indians have a certain smell, which does it. Our food obviously does have a smell, considering the fact that India is actually like a very rich country in terms of spices, which is pretty well known. And although that is a stereotype, it is also a fact that we did have a lot of spices growing there. However, even though that has a smell, I always do encounter many people making that assumption and correlating hygiene towards a race when in reality, using common sense, hygiene does not correlate to where you're from. The -hmm. idea of making sure that you're clean, that doesn't matter if you speak a different language with someone else. There are cultural aspects towards, honestly, like the type of life that you live But in reality, especially in Canada, anyone can have that stench. Anyone can be in that stereotype. It doesn't have to be stereotyped towards only the Indian race, which is a very controversial topic because it's very popular on social media to normalize that and normalize that dehumanization of this culture. But it's not only for Indians. It's definitely for a lot of cultures as well because, like I mentioned before, not only children but adults and adolescents as well when you see something different you automatically might see it as negative and that's where the problem definitely stems from because when people are different they don't tend to be accepted as easily into society so that is a very big problem for not only me but other indians like myself and other punjabi people like myself because honestly like overgeneralizations and stereotypes do not always lead to positive outcomes so honestly yeah (laughs) well 
I believe that people, when there's something that they don't know, a different culture, they fear it because it's unknown. So that's why I'm trying to like learn so so many things from you so that we can become aware of those differences and finally exactly. understand. That makes oh, sense. One, one last thing. I know you're very much into women empowerment and just speaking up about many of issues that are facing women right now in the world. Is there anything like in India for like a stereotypical woman or even in Canada that you want to mention? Um, so when it does come to women and young girls, they do encounter sexist differences, not only in India, but in many other foreign countries, because, you know, history makes its way into like the modern day, present day. And because of that history, a lot of sexism does originate in different areas. And it still is presents itself in the West nowadays as well. But when it comes to Indian culture, I feel like a lot of the time, not only women, but just females in general, the whole idea of the gender itself of being female is very looked down upon. And some people, obviously, it's very relative. So some people could say it's because when you have to marry a girl off, you have to pay for most of the wedding. It's a cultural aspect. Some families have to pay for most of the wedding if they have a girl. But if they have a boy, they don't really have to worry about it as much. And so that's an aspect. But then again, since women are so negatively looked down upon in some societies, it's almost as if they are less worth than men, considering intellectuality and stuff. So when it comes to that, I honestly, I don't like seeing women being underestimated nowadays in society because of just being who they are. So, but women are acting against that. They're trying to become stronger, more powerful, and women are encouraging each other to do so. So I believe it's quite beautiful right now. It definitely is. We've come a long, long way into proving who women are. And every single day you see a strong woman in power. You see a strong woman who has made her mark. And even in history, when people saw that, they were surprised. So the fact that we do have that now and even young girls can see it all around them, I feel like that definitely does motivate you growing up, especially to the actual mind and internal thoughts of a woman herself. Well, thank you so much, Kirit, for being here with us. <laughs> thank you for having me. You clarified a bunch of things. I hope our listeners got something interesting out of it and they get to understand more and have more compassion for those differences between us. Thanks for so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you.